the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Halloween edition of Woods and Water, South Carolina. Y'all just deal with it for a few minutes. Actually, a few seconds. Less than a minute. The best. The best Halloween. Are you going to let it play? I am. It's building up to it right here. Here you go. Nobody moved now. Oh my goodness, yes. It's uh well this was your idea. Yeah, not you dancing and all that. Well I could get up and No think about my headset down if you want me to. Stop (laughs) It is it is the spooky edition of of Woods and Water South Carolina, at least for the bumper music. Um did not uh, run into this through global music rights if nobody complains too much. Figure one day we'd get away with it. Uh, but anyway, um, coming to you from Studio D. D. This, this would be D. Uh-huh. A is the radio station. B is home. Yeah, C was the farm. Oh, okay. And this would be D. This is, uh, um, yeah, Studio D, first time. Almost 360 glass windows. I like this. <laughs> 90, 180, what is this? Like 90, 180, 270? Yeah. 270 glass windows. Vaulted ceilings. It's nice. Uh-huh. Well, a little it's bit a of little echo, echo in there. Yeah, yeah. I get a little echoey here. Hope that doesn't come through too bad on the thing. But uh, <laughs> it, it is uh, Halloween, and uh, you know it, it's fun. It's fun. We did a lot. Of, we spent a lot of serious time on the show. We got some serious stuff to talk about today too, along with a pretty good calendar. But uh, you know, it's kind of fun to have. Just enjoy it. So, what are okay, you going to do for Halloween, news. Daddy? Halloween. Packing. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Packing. Oh, well, I am actually going to be on Real Foot Lake. I thought you were leaving in on Tennessee. I am. Well, okay. Well, I'll be flying. Uh, okay. Well. And we'll be at the lake by then. <laughs> uh, yeah, going to a writer's conference up on Real Foot Lake. Crappy fishing. I've, 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 uh, we have been crappy fishing some. Uh, some? Yeah. It's a lot. Young, late, early on, we had the, the lake down at the hunt club to, mm-hmm. to fish on. We did a lot because it was it's easy. I mean, it's a minnow swimming under a cork or throw a little jig. Mm-hmm. But I've never done it seriously. I've never, you know, I've I've gone over them bass fishing. Mm-hmm. And if you ever look at a tree and you see the skeleton outline of a tree, and then at the very top you see what looks like Christmas ornaments, those are crappy. crappy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. I'm, I am going to put the ultralights on the boat. Oh my goodness! And the next time I roll over one. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm pulling them out. Sorry, we will. We will. We will go from bass fishing to crappy fishing in like five seconds. That's fine. I like crappy. Crappy tastes good. I went over one the other day. I was up on the Kiwi River, and it when was, were you at the you Kiwi River? Me. Well, it was the day that we took senior pictures, and uh, y'all came back, and then I stayed up there. 
and went down to Kiwi instead of Jacassi. Yeah. And uh, I went over one tree, and it was serious. It, it stuck about 12 feet off the bottom, and it was like nothing except little branches and stuff all the way down, and you got up to about 8 feet, and it looked like Christmas. <laughs> we like Christmas. It's full. I was talking to Brandon Cobb the other day, and he, he was saying the same thing. He said, you know, he said, I'm only on them on the docks. When they get up shallow in the springtime, that's when he likes to crappy fish. Oh. And he said, but I've never really done it when they're deeper, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping to learn a lot. I'm I'm really hoping to learn a lot. I mean, Real Foot Lake is, as a kid, I'm reading Outdoor Life and, and Field and Stream, I mean, it was like duck hunting mecca. And I always wanted to go to Real Foot Lake. I was just like, I want to go duck hunt there. Then in the 80s, they started burning blinds on Real Foot Lake. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. duck hunter's, I don't know, feud mm-hmm. and i kind of toned that down <laughs> and i haven't really but it was formed by a earthquake oh most lakes formed by dams mm-hmm. this was formed by an earthquake Imagine so gonna that. gonna be staying at blue bank resort and eating lots of good food according to my friend ron how long are you gonna be there uh four days dang yeah all four days all without four days. going deer hunting i know fishing's good though oh so anyway <laughs> Anyway, yeah, um, horror yeah. movies. Yeah, horror movies. Okay, yeah. so I'm not a horror movie sufficient. The, but the meanest thing I've ever done, like scaring people, is one time Jordan was out on the back porch in the swing, oh and I went around the front yard and pulled out my coyote call and started howling like a coyote in the front yard. And, I mean, it wasn't like 1.4 seconds before the back door slammed. She was inside the house. So that's like the meanest thing, or the scariest thing I've ever done to somebody. But you like horror movies, and you got, I do. You got like two minutes. So give us a horror movie rundown. Well, I mean, there's a lot of horror movies out there. I mean, what do you want me? I don't know. What are your favorite horror movies? My, okay, wants... my favorite. Um, probably any one of the Insidious movies. <laughs> See, I have no clue. Um, or the first Conjuring. The second Conjuring was bad. It was just dumb. The first one, that was the first ever horror movie I ever watched. And I watched it at a birthday party. And it was at night. And... We were upstairs. She was getting ready to move, so all of her furniture from up in her, like, bonus room was was gone. And so we were all sitting on the floor, and I had gone out to, <laughs> to go get food or something in the kitchen, and her mom came around the corner and scared the living daylight out of me. <laughs> and I was like, Miss Wright, are you kidding me right now? I was like, this is not the time, because she was my first horror movie. So that, one, that one's always good. Yeah. But the insidious ones are probably, like, close second. Yeah. Okay. I will remember the the thing. It was a nineteen seventies maybe. I remember watching it. Uh, it was a bunch of high school kids. Oh gosh. The thing. I mean, I remember the German Shepherd <laughs> got infected with the thing, and it's sitting there looking at the tea, it looking at you, and then it's it face splits open, and the thing comes out its face. See, that's just that's was, not horror though. I don't know. Horror is like. Invisible, oh. like the doors opening and shutting, and all that. oh, paranormal activity. Now that that's one that'll get you thinking because it is way too real. <laughs> it is way too real. <laughs> How did you get this bug and I didn't? Um, my friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably it. Because nobody, probably nobody it. in the family watches them. So. No, nobody in the family watches them all. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much everybody else in our family just runs for cover. Yeah. When a scary movie comes out. And I'm not, I don't know, I never got into the Halloween, the Jasons, the hockey See, mask yeah, stuff, no. Scream. No. I don't know. I mean, 
What was it? Uh, Halloween was like the like well, the big was, one. That was the big ones. There were like thirteen of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. See, I haven't. I've seen the only like old horror movie that I've seen has been It, like the original It. Yeah. And that one was like kind of cheesy. The the new one though scarred me for life. That thing was so creepy. I don't do clowns. <laughs> I really don't do clowns. Oh, it's got scary clowns in it. Yeah, it is a clown, and he oh. pops out of a sewer and <laughs> takes the little boy's boat away from him. <laughs> it's sad, but it's freaky. Sorry. The little boy has a little paper boat. <laughs> Gosh, see, we're getting too much detail now. <laughs> it's too much to explain. It, it just it scared me to death. And you got the the original would be Ghostbusters. I have seen that one. Yeah, that's that one's a good, good one. Yeah, that's a good one. But you know you can't go through Halloween and not talk about Thriller. No. Vincent Price, Michael Jackson. The original was like thirteen and a half minutes long. I remember watching the music video with you, and Mom got mad because you let me watch it. I know. That's where it started. That is, it's your fault. Your fault. You exposed me to the first ever horror thing I've ever seen. Those zombies dancing around the street. That was scary. Oh, my goodness. There you go, folks. Once again, it's my fault. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Okay, well, y'all enjoy the show, and I'll collect my ego off the floor. <laughs> Benches in the air that funk of 40,000 years and grisly goons from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver for no Vibing with this until you started dancing. I'm not dancing. I'm not. You know, this is like the number one. If you go on and look at Halloween music, this is like the number one. Well, of course. It's an it's a original. It is. It's between that one and Thriller. Those Actually, Thriller's like number three or four. <gasps> yeah, you'd be surprised. That's like an insult. That I, have to, I, I had an idea that popped in my head. Um, it's going to be dangerous, y'all. You should you should dress up as something and fly on the plane and scare people. I don't, I don't think so. You should go get one of those I like not those plastic get... masks. No, no. You, then no. you could say I am wearing a mask. No. <laughs> You're not wearing a mask. I am not. I do not want to get on TSA's radar. Oh, I do not want to end up on, on a viral video and get dragged <laughs> off a plane by a bunch of burly TSA agents. Is no, it's not. <laughs> just scrolling through Instagram. Oh, look, there's my dad. There's my dad, yeah. Oh, that wasn't a good idea. It was my daughter's idea. <laughs> it wasn't mine. You know, Dad, this is my third year in a row that I am doing Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad for Halloween. Kind of stuck in a rut there, aren't you? Yeah. I'm not creative anymore. <laughs> I just look at everyone past years and I've been like, okay, I can improve that. I can improve that, too. And... 
it, it just fits my personality. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Scary woman. <laughs> okay, I got that. I got that no problem uh, whatsoever. I wasn't meaning scary. I was kind of meaning like, I don't know. No, you're scary. Hey, I'm not scary. Of course, you can't hit the broad side of a barn with a gun. <laughs> you should have known I was not going like, to... I was not going to not say anything about that. It's okay. We all miss. At least I wasn't the first one to miss. I'm throwing my brother-in-law under the bus. <laughs> but, but, then he did come out with, you know, a yeah. great day the next day, yeah. but it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. I, we all miss. I, I, Look, it, it, you got out of sorts at Cade's Cove looking at all those big bucks. <laughs> You were you were out of breath and shaking and all that, looking at the last November went up there. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. I, you caught me. I mean, I could tell you were just like. Oh, even my first deer, I did not have buck oh, fever. No. But you were you were calm, cool, and collected on that one. I was not. <laughs> last Watch one. this it's one. Been, <laughs> it's been. I didn't feel a tag last year. I filled on the year before. Yeah. But I I have not seen a deer from a stand in probably a year and i had three of them you have you saw some last year they were just you couldn't get good shots last year a couple times you saw yeah, deer. they were like forever yeah, away yeah. yeah or running past you mm-hmm. um we're very and when people say we didn't when we say we don't fill a tag it's not like we didn't have chances to not fill, to fill a yeah. tag we're yeah. very we you know we shoot what we eat right. and we eat what we shoot so therefore we don't Go out there and just mow down a bunch of deer. Mm-hmm. And we're very selective on the bugs. Yes, very um, much so. Yeah, we, really, we really should take a couple of does early in the year. Mm-hmm. Instead, we do it backwards. We look for bugs, bugs early. early. And at the end of the yeah. year, we can't look find a doe because they're all, you know, crawled in a hole and covered up during daylight hours. But anyway. I'm super selective about my bucks because, especially the property we hunt, we don't get a lot of big bucks. And so when I see... You know, a cow horn or something like that. I'm just kind of like, okay, we'll give you a couple more years. You'll get yeah, bigger. I don't know why we save them. But, I but anyway, it just, it, it just makes you feel better. Yeah. But so I had I had three does come up on me at one time, and I was kind of discombobulated, and I did miss. But <laughs> there's just the beginning of the season. It'll be fun. I'll yeah, redeem yeah. myself. It's first November, sweetheart. It's not the beginning of the season anymore. That started well, September um, 15th. We're going to... We're going to take it in <laughs> the beginning of the season because then I won't be stressed about it. <laughs> uh, she is such a good sport, y'all. Uh, she was so down on herself after that. And, and it was just like, I'm just not even going to go there. You know, I'm just going to leave it alone the next morning, though. She was back to being Taylor. And, you know, and she started analyzing like we all do. Mm-hmm. You were You were in that analysis mode and... You just didn't want to talk about it. So we were randomly standing in the kitchen, and nobody said anything. Nope. It was absolutely no. I said, you know what? I bet it was because I propped up on my arm on my stand and not the actual stand. Yeah. So anyway, those of you that missed, you're not alone. No, you're not. You're not alone. Um, we need to, we need to talk about something other yeah, we than do. Halloween and scary movies. Do and the calendar. We could we could do the calendar and then and then start with the others. We do have some. Well, I'll save it. But let's okay. Calendar. Where's my calendar at? I don't. I stuck know. it over here somewhere. Don't ask me. This is it. This is it. I've got it right here. You job, Dad. Yeah, I've got it. I got like four things. Do you? Yeah, and you've got some stuff too, right? 
I have four too. Look at this. Okay. okay. See so who right. wants to start. Okay. <laughs> Friday, November fifth, Northwest Baptist Church is hosting a wild game dinner by donation only. They're going to have a guest speaker, Reverend Robert Fleming of First Baptist Church of Cross Hill, and you have to RSVP, RSVP by November first. You can enter to win your um, 12 gauge shotgun, and it is all the proceeds go to benefit um, the Christmas Families Program, which provides local families with Christmas gifts, food, and help with utilities. And so it sounds like a great time. So y'all can go and RSVP for that on their website. Food. Wild game. Wild game food. <laughs> when am I coming back? Um, <laughs> Daddy, you're out of luck. Fifth. No, I'll Fifth. be back then. Will you? Yeah. Mm. It's Charlotte's Rest. It's in Traveler's Rest. Not too far from us. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, November the, let's see, 6th, 7th. Oh, there's one. I forgot that one. Okay. <laughs> the, the fifth annual Triple G Outdoors Banquet, Saturday, November the 6th. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Smoky Way Farm, which is at 2172 Antioch Drive in Santee, South Carolina. Seafood dinner will be served. Oh. And uh, admission, 40 for singles, 70 for couples. And they got sponsor packages if you want. they got auction items. As always, as wildlife prints, fishing trips, guns, hunts, lots of extras. And if you look up Triple G Outdoors, you can get involved in a 10-day seafood dinner. That sounds good, too. Mm-hmm. That's Santee. Do we have anything to go to Santee? Um, we go see Ryan Bowles. Go fishing again. Yeah, we could. Yeah, uh-huh. Go eat at Captain's Quarters again. That's a good place to eat. Food. <laughs> We're hungry. Isn't oh, now this yet? isn't going to help either. Hunting Heritage <laughs> Banquet is going to be in Edgefield uh, the 5th, which is Friday. Yes. And it's going to be the Edgefield local chapter, and it starts at 6 o'clock. It's going to be at the Palmetto Shooting Complex. Whoa. We could go to that That's one. It's another there. cool place, the Palmetto Shooting Complex. I'm down. It's still food. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to revolve around food. Oh, we're getting off on mine. I don't know about yours. Is yours getting off food? Uh, yeah, mine's getting off food. Okay, cool. Okay. We're good. We're good. So, uh, SCDNR is doing a saltwater fishing clinic on November the 6th. From 9 a.m. to 12 o'clock. Uh, it's at Morgan Park, which is East Bay Street in Georgetown, South Carolina. And it's free. So go to the DNR website and uh, get registered up for this one. What's that? Hang on a second. What does it say on the second page? Oh. Oh, yeah. There's lots of things. It'll teach skills on how to tie fishing knots, how it's to rig free. a rod and reel, casting. And the best part is everyone will get to try their hand at fishing. Kids from ages 4. All the way up to adults are welcome. You must RSVP. That's what I said before. What to bring? Dress is casual. Check the weather. Um, all fishing supplies will be provided. Let's see. Oh, but if you're over 16, you must have a valid South Carolina saltwater fishing license, which is $10. And the clinic's free. There you go. Back the Red, White, and Bully Bass Fishing Tournament is going to be on Lake Russell November 6th. They're going to put it at the Highway 72 ramp. It's a $50 entry fee per boat. It doesn't say what time to be there, but you can contact Rusty Nichols at 864-554-9267. And this one, the catch for this one is there has to be a firefighter, police officer, or paramedic on each boat. Um, This goes to honor the men and women that risk their lives every day. And it's put on by Palmetto State Bassmasters. Uh, Waccamaw Ducks Unlimited Brickyard Bash at Thompson Farm. November the 6th, 5 to 10. 
Thompson Farm and Nursery in Conway, South Carolina. And they're going to have, of course, all the good stuff. It's, uh, it's a brand new event. Live music featuring Taylor Richardson, Justin Anderson, and Kevin Nichols. And, take that, yeah, all the, other, all the good stuff that goes along with the Ducks Unlimited Banquet. Warbirds over Monroe is going to be at the Charlotte Monroe Executive Airport, November 6th and 7th. Daddy, control yourself. I'm trying. For the 2021 air show. That could be fun. You know who's going to be there? Swamp Fox? Swamp Fox. How do I know that? And I believe uh, Quicksilver is going to be there, too. And I believe Jim, Jim Tobel with Korean War Veterans. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Gonna so, so Swamp Fox is a P-51. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Quicksilver is a P-51. And Jim Tobel's Korean War Vet is a Corsair. Yep. This is a big deal. And every once in a while, I don't mind going north of the border. Yeah. But anyway, anything else on that one? Nope. It's just, it's just a, it's a, it's, man, if you're a, if you're a runway junkie like me, <laughs> even more if you're a World War II or, or, or since, you just, man, mm-hmm. can't pass up a, an opportunity to hear a Merlin engine. Mm-hmm. Or one of the big old radials. Either one, I'm good with. Um, final one for the day. Chapin Baptist Church and the men's ministry present a special class, Venison Processing. Field the freezer. The instruction will focus on skinning the deer, breaking the deer into specific muscle groups, freezer preparation techniques. It says, please bring a cut-proof glove for the non-dominant hand if you want to do hands-on cutting. When? It's Sunday, November the 7th, 2021, at the CBC Pavilion from 3 to 5 p.m. And, oh, they're saying, oh, wow. Future, possible, potential future sessions Sausage making and cooking, freezer to table. Ooh. So again, Chapin Baptist Church Men's Ministry Venison Processing, November the seventh, <laughs> three to five. Dad, is it is it just is it just me or have you been seeing a bunch of big deer on social media being? There have been a bunch of big deer. Here. There, there's, and and it was funny. Somebody asked the question: uh, Is it corn piles, <laughs> or is it the buck limits? Hmm. You know, Valid. yep. We went from unlimited bucks in the lower part of the state to, to five, yep. and in the upper part of the state, we've gone from five unlimited to three unlimited and two point restricted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's um, it's but yeah, there have been a lot of big deer and a lot of many many points here. Mm-hmm. You don't think about this one as a Halloween song, but it's on the list. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, wild bird. Man. Casey and Sunshine Man. At Stop Dancing. <laughs> Y'all hang on. Hike <laughs> more Woods and Water, South Carolina. We will get something. Just, you know, painful here. hear this music. Of course, I think of Dan Aykroyd and the other guys in the cast, but the Pillsbury Doughboy. What? Well, when he's, when they're up on the roof and he, and one of them, the, 
the, the, the demon or whatever, or ghoul or whatever, is reading their minds and deciding what the enemy is. And and one of them goes, I say it was Dan Eckhart, I think, goes, I'm sorry, it was the first thing that I thought about. <laughs> oh and here comes the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> you know, he's he is skyscraper tall. Uh-huh. And he goes, boy, he's got the mean face on him. He never, he never seen the Pillsbury Doughboy with his smile because he poke him and he, you know, he smiles. Get a grab. And then they, you know, then they they focus all those uh-huh. whatever those weapons and beams or whatever uh-huh. on it, and it blows up, and it's like you got cinnamon rolls. Marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon rolls. <laughs> That's the first thing I think oh. about. I think it's Hillsbury Devil. <laughs> I see him blowing all over, and it's like marshmallows. Marshmallows. <laughs> I think we need sleep, Dad. Oh, this has been a rough week, y'all. <laughs> We're having fun. I hope y'all are laughing a little bit. If not with us, maybe at us. You yeah. Know. Either one is fine. As long I as hope we're these not people listen to the last ourselves. one we've ever heard from them. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. We do have some do have something outdoor related to talk to. Mm-hmm. Talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that... When I first started this show, I remember back in 2014, Angelo Mack, my engineer and producer, he still does it today. Shout out he, to you, Angelo. You're the best. Yeah, you are, you are the best. <laughs> you have you taught me everything I know. You bailed me out of a bunch of jams along the way, and, and, and we appreciate you more than you know. So, yeah, shout out to Angelo Mack at GTK and Greenville. Um, but... He told me, he said, we need, we need a show. You need to record a show in case you ever, like, have a wreck on the way to the station on a Saturday or can't get in the studio or something in case you're not in. And, and so I did one. It was on safety. Mm-hmm. I did hunting safety, hiking safety, fishing safety, and we never used that show mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's gone now. But anyway, it was just it was funny. I was thinking the other day, you know, we talked to, to Allison last week, and we hit on a little bit of hiking safety, just a little bit. And this is the time a lot of people are getting out, not only hiking, but hunting, too. So we're going to do a little bit of both. Don't know if we'll get through all of it, but we'll try. And um, it's serious. Take it for what it is. And the good thing about it is if you're hearing it now and you're making adjustments, then you're more prepared for the future. Yep. That's all we're trying to do. So anyway, go ahead. So we're going to head to what? Hiking safety first? Yeah. Okay. All right. So when you think of hiking. Yes. What do you think to put on your feet when you go? I certainly don't think of flip-flops. Yep. Probably the worst thing. Oh, there's a chipmunk. Where? Right over there. See him? Oh, they run with their little tails up. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Squirrel. Easily distracted. But butterfly. Chipmunk. Butterfly. <laughs> um, yeah, hiking. Don't don't <clears throat> go hiking in flip-flops. They're right. comfortable. You might like them. Crocs the same way. Oh. Uh, nope. Don't insult just, Crocs. I'm not insulting Crocs. I'm saying they're just not what you what you no. go hiking in. No. Good, you know, <clears throat> running shoes, I can see because a lot of people go running when they go hiking. Mm-hmm. But mainly closed-toed lace-up with to good, keep them from sliding. With good grips. Yeah, yeah. good grips. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So we've talked about this a little bit. Yes. The, you know, having a paper map versus using a GPS. But... In this case, so they're both important. Yeah, I mean, and they're both got their places. You know, if you're hiking in, like we said, in, in River at Riverbank Zoo on mm-hmm. the 
the Saluda River Walk or whatever. I mean, you can use cell phone. You got plenty of plenty of bars, yeah. plenty of uh, Caesar's Head. You might not have that much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep. They both even, have their place. Even like Triple Falls and they very all little self yeah. coverage up there. And, and something we don't normally use we don't normally use a compass, but No, but and you need that. to there's you need to learn how to use a map and compass there. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not just like you have a map and a compass and you put them together and they automatically tell you where to go. Right. There's a little bit of work there. What do you think of bringing for yourself besides, you know, first aid kit and stuff like that, when you start to feel hungry or when Water. Uh-huh. You need water. Yep. Um, and not, and, and yeah, you need water for climb, you know, hiking, for taking breaks and eating and stuff like that. But you need water because if you get for some reason, you don't make it back that night. Mm-hmm. Water is very important. Yep. What is it? Is it? Is just the body can go so long without food, but cannot. I was gonna, yeah, you're like seven or eight days without food or something like that. But you only can't like go, twenty-four to forty-eight yeah, hours without water. Water. So and then you know. There's so many different ways to carry water now. You got the camelbacks, you know, the the fluid reservoirs that fit into a backpack. You got the yeah, little with the little yeah, you got thing. <laughs> We're both sitting here like tube. doing <laughs> yeah, like people can see us or something like that. Yeah, come over here. But anyway, it's like a little tube, got a little mouthpiece on it, and you can hike along and sip on it. Nagley bottles, mm-hmm. you know. I wouldn't necessarily say take a water bottle up there because you don't. Then you're subject to leaving your water bottle in trash right. and stuff like that. So. Something reusable, mm-hmm. yeah. And you had mentioned, you know, if you're if you're there, if you don't make it back home that night, if something were to happen, like, a water purifier is not a bad thing to take care of. Life straw mm-hmm. is the latest and greatest. I mean, when we go to Colorado, man, we've used iodine tablets and oh goodness gracious, water pumps with stone filters in them because out there you have to worry about brucellosis, which is beaver fever, mm-hmm. because water most of the water you're getting is out of beaver ponds or rivers right. or whatever. Uh, but life straw is like the neatest thing. It's it's just a it's a straw and it's got a filter built into it and they say they're good for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So as a as something just to throw in your your day pack, your backpack, in case you run out of regular water and you need to drink stream water, pond water, whatever. Right. Life straw is a good 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 thing to have. Another thing when you're thinking about bringing snacks, well, you don't just think oh, I'm just gonna little Debbie's. Yeah, <laughs> think of something like calorie. Yes. Packed. I hate. I hate Nature Valley granola bars and that sort of stuff. But there's a reason for them. <laughs> they are small, compact, and they are full of energy and calories. And I found Cliff Bars. Now, I don't remember. If you remember me, we, me and Dad went on a little adventure to one of the hotel's um, little food store thingies um, one time. And I was like, okay, I think it was for a tournament. And so I wanted to get something for breakfast in the morning because we were going to be up early and all that. And so I was like, I'll just get a, a granola bar. And I looked at all the ones. I was like, Yeah, they're not. They're not that good. Well, I got a Cliff Bar, and that thing was disgusting, but <laughs> it made me feel full, and it okay. had a bunch of good ingredients in it. So they're okay. they're underrated. You just have to get past the taste. Okay. <laughs> get past the taste. I guess if you're in survival mode, you get past the taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, when you think about what to wear, not knowing what the weather is going to be, what all do you think you would need to bring? If you're going on a you know a couple days or even just like two days. What would be some of the things you'd want to bring? I want something that wicks moisture away. Mm-hmm. Uh, from perspiration standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I want something that's fast drying in case I get wet crossing streams or a brief rain shower. Mm-hmm. Lightweight rain gear is always good. And when, when I think about going like to Colorado elk hunting or 
you know, a, a camping trip where I'm I'm living out of a day pack and tent camping layers mm-hmm. because you've got to prepare for nighttime temperatures yep. and one o'clock in the afternoon temperatures and weather, sunny, cloudy, snow, rain, whatever. So yeah, I want something that wicks, something that dries fast, and then a, a light rain gear because you know if I'm hiking or whatever, I don't want park zone. That's what I was thinking about, too, the the difference in, especially around here, I mean, even during the summer, you know, early early summer months, it can get a little chilly at night when the sun right. goes down, and it yep. can be 90 degrees in the afternoon. That's it. You just have to think ahead of what could happen, and you should and be prepared. A lot of that's planning for the time you're going to be out there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shorts in June, yeah. Shorts in December, no. Yeah. I don't know. Some... Homeschool kids, I've seen that is loud. Shorts, shorts and, and no shoes in December, and that's okay. That's just their thing. It's special. Okay. Um, as far as safety items go, what are probably going to be on your top on your top five? Top five, I would have to say flashlight. Mm-hmm. See in the dark. Yep. Uh, matches to start a fire. Mm-hmm. A noisemaker of some sort. Yes. Whistle, air horn. Uh, ooh, emergency stuff. That's my top three. Do I have to have five? No, you don't. Those are, okay. those are so top awesome. three. Yeah, that, that's right. Some kind of flashlight, some kind of, you know, matches or a magnesium bar mm-hmm. or, yeah. I'd probably say a multi-tool, too. You don't, you know. Yeah, you, multi-tool. You're always going to need a knife, but you never know when you might need scissors or yeah, you're exactly something right. like that. So that that's, yep. that's a good option, too. That's a good option. Um, first aid kit is also very, very important. And you can buy those lump sum. Yes. You know, lump sum, just one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Sun protection. You know, it's uh, overlooked, and we got, yes. we're running out of time here on this one, but sunscreen, I mean, for your lips. Just think about hiking, the sun beating down, it's hitting that bottom lip. So, you know, SPF 30 for your bottom lip. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen, sunglasses are another good one. And hand in hand with that is a shelter, just in case something does happen. Yeah, something really, it can be just a little tarp or something like that, just to keep the rain off of you if you need to. And there's another one you don't think about much, Superstition by Stevie Ray Vaughan. With. Hey, kitty, kitty. What is Stevie? Stevie. Yeah. (laughs) Superstition ain't the way. Hardly horrifying Halloween too. Hardly. But they're creepy. You know what was horrifying? What? Like my back just cracked. Oh, God. <laughs> you ever have one of those stretches that yes. cracks all over your spine? Yep. That, oh. <laughs> that. The Adams Family. I like the Adams Family. I do, too. Used to watch them all the time as a kid. You know what we didn't say, though, Dad? Was say when? What movies we watched while we were at the farm hunting over the week. Oh, if you don't have 28-1... <laughs> In the upstate, <laughs> I think it's a forty-six-one, and at the farm, it's Movies Channel, mm-hmm. our Movies Network, and it runs. Oh my goodness, all the oldies. We watched a lot of old movies. We did the old Medusa. Um, <laughs> She's showing her age. 
Yeah. Um, when I cut her head off, it looks a little styrofoamish. <laughs> so do her snakes. <laughs> I, I love I love that channel. It's it's one of the digital, just a regular digital channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's got all the I mean Sunday Night Noir on it. Uh, they've been having like this Halloween. They had a Vincent Price day evening or something, and uh oh, there were several others that were going on while we were watching it. Mm. Good stuff. That's what we did when we were sitting there yeah. eating our Japanese food and, and steaks and potatoes. We ate well. We did eat well. We always eat well at Deer Got Camp. A, Deer Camp is fun. Deer Camp is very fun. Let's see. It, un, unbelievable sunrise and sunset, especially with that moon out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, yes. it was really nice. I mean, even though it kind of messes with the deer hunting a little bit, it's nice to have that moon up when you're walking to your stand at six <laughs> talk o'clock about in the morning. A, talk about a horrifying experience is when it's pitch black. And this oh. is okay. This is probably the scariest. I, I know there's no there's no Sasquatches out there. There's nothing that can. I mean, there are black bears roaming around. Yeah. They're, they're expanding their range and all. But the scare, every once in a while, you you go into a stand. It's cold. It's clear. It's still as can be. I mean, there's no noise, mm-hmm. no wind. And the hair on the back of my neck just stands up, and I don't know why. It's like it's something watching me, or is it just <laughs> my imagination? Yeah, it's a squirrel behind me. But one day, I will say, I had this, the scaredest I've ever been in the woods. It was one of those, oh, it may have been in late October, had a tropical system coming through, <clears> so <throat> kind of like it was this week, mm-hmm. you know, kind of low clouds, scudding, wind blowing the tops of the trees, and I was down in a... a like a bottom. I'd walked down a trail and was down in the bottom. I was walking up the other side going towards a road that went through the trees and all. And the wind was blowing in the tops of the trees, but it was still where I was and all. It's just, you know, yeah. And a coyote howled about 30 mm-hmm. yards behind me mm-hmm. in the dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, just lit me up. Seriously, I don't think my feet touched the ground for at least 130 <laughs> yards. I mean, <laughs> he only lit up once. He probably lay on his back laughing his butt off the way I ran off from him. But, yeah, that was... Uh, the one time a coyote that returned to a hyena started laughing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, saw a lot of critters, mm-hmm. foxes. I, I've i got two coveys of quail, maybe a third covey hanging out. I've got. We heard whistles from five different places mm-hmm. over yep. the weekend. Yep. I after that. that first hunt when I missed that doe, I went the next morning. No, I didn't go the next morning. I went the next night and then the, that morning and then the night after that, and I didn't see anything. But I made friends with a chipmunk. Yes. Um, I witnessed my first ever chipmunk versus squirrel fight. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something about I think it was Saturday night. I, I hunt across the creek and there's like a clearing up in front of me and you know I you know it's not going to the stand in the mornings cuz kind of kind of sketchy sometimes but getting out is sometimes sketchy too when you're getting out you know when it's pitch black and sometimes you can't see where you're going and you just don't know what's in the woods with you well it was getting about the time I was going to get out of stand and go hunt the field and <laughs> I just heard two low howls and I was like man somebody's got a weird sounding hound dog over here, and <laughs> right across the creek from me, I, just a huge blob of coyotes just yipping and yapping and all that, and then I hear two shots, 
and they're still going and still going. And I got a vid- I just sat there and videoed it. And part of me was like, I sent it to my sister, who's <laughs> scared of coyotes. <laughs> but I was sitting there, and I just videoed, and I was like, okay, well, this is the time I get attacked by coyotes, getting out of my stand, and people will see it on my phone. <laughs> that was, like, the only time, though, I think I've actually been scared to get out of my stand, I think, is with those coyotes. I just didn't know where they were. I couldn't see them. Yep. <laughs> they just, they sound eerie. They do. And so do screech owls. And I didn't understand what they it was in the tree behind me, and it was a screech yeah, owl. Screech owls. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get through all this hunting safety stuff. I mean, I don't Start know. it off. You want to try it? Yeah, we can try it. Oh, I want to do something. No, let's don't. Because I want to address <laughs> something that, that was floating around social media. And these days, there's all sorts of stuff floating around social media. And if it's on social media, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's it's the law you know it's it is it's what you're supposed to do and it sounded good at the time and here's what it was it was for hikers if you're ever lost while hiking get stranded with a broken down car etc you notice your cell phone is either low on juice or has no se- signal here's a tip that may very well save your life and i mean you know, start out with that it's like okay and it says and it, think of, listen to this and think about it change the voicemail on your phone to a message that gives your approximate location time date Situation, you know, lost, out of gas, car broken, injured, and any special instructions such as you are staying with the car, you're walking toward a town, etc. The best part of this is even if your cell phone dies or stops working, voicemail still works. So anyone calling your phone looking for you will hear the message and know where to find you or where to send help. Sounds really good. Doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Wrong. Reese rescuers explain why the viral post is a bad idea. Oh, great. Multiple rescuers said a viral post that says changing your voicemail if you get lost while hiking is bad advice and likely won't work. This is out of the Miami Herald by Maddie Capron. People are advising hikers to change their cell phone voicemails they get lost, and rescuers are really concerned about it. Advice going around Facebook isn't a good idea. A post said if you're ever lost or stranded, you heard what it said to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is that even if your phone dies, your voicemail will still work. While the advice may not seem bad to the people who shared it, rescuers are very worried that this is bad advice people will follow. To be blunt, wasting time changing your voicemail could be the last thing you do, <laughs> said Halifax Research Search and Rescue Team in Canada said. If you don't call for help and you don't didn't leave a trip plan, nobody is coming to get you. Mm. You get that? If you don't call for help and you didn't leave a trip plan, nobody is coming to get you. Additionally, if you don't have service, you won't be able to change your voicemail anyway. True. Here's what authorities said you should do instead of spending time changing your voicemail. <coughs> Excuse me there. Call 911. Rescuer said if your phone has little battery left, you should just call 911 and report the emergency. Even if there is little service, the call to 911 may go through. First, if you have no service, try call 911. Charlton Police Department of Massachusetts said federal law requires the nearest cell phone tower and carrier to transmit your call. Next is send a detailed text message. Other search and rescue teams said it takes less battery to text to send a text message than to use voice calling. The Scamania... County Sheriff's Office Search and Rescue Team in Washington said text can be delivered with only a fraction of the data and a weaker service signal than a voice call. You should send the text to your trusted contacts, the team said. The detail will make it easier for rescues to find you. 
Compose an SMS message. What's that? What's SMS? I think it's. Should look that up. It's not iMessage or anything like that. Okay. I think it's just a regular like message, like the text green message. ones that go okay. through. Yeah. All right. To all your trusted contacts, is uh, text only, no images or attachments. Write where you are as best you can. Bonus points for GPS coordinates. Bonus, <laughs> Bonus points. points. <laughs> your condition and any info needed to locate you. Search and rescue officials could also try to connect with a lost hiker over text if they know their battery is low. Use settings to save battery. This is one I live off of a lot of times. Officials said it's a good idea to turn off your Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, when you're not actively using it to save power. You should also turn your phone on airplane mode. Airplane mm-hmm. mode. Yep. I use the battery save a lot. Stay off your phone except to speak with police, and don't call your friends and family while you're waiting for rescue. The biggest one they say is stay in one place. Yes. Uh, the same Scamania, 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 I don't know, S-K-A-M-A-N-I-A, County Search and Rescue Team, said you should always, y'all practice that, next time we're going to have a quiz on it, okay. said you should always stay with your car on or on a road or trail if you're lost. It is far easier for a hasty team to locate a vehicle on a road or trail than to locate a person that has gone off into the brush. Yep. Is that it? So... Oh, wait a minute. There should be another page here. That's first page. Wait a minute. What happened here? Oh, that's it. Okay, that is. That's the last I remember now. Okay. It ended kind of abruptly, which it did. So anyway, stay in one place. It is. It's easier for them to find you than for the two of you to find each other crashing through the brush or whatever. Yep. Which brings us back to stay on the trail. When you're hiking, stay on the trail. Mm-hmm. Stay on the trail. Uh, Uncle Paul and those were out in Colorado doing a 14,000-foot peak hiking, and there was a guy that came by, and um, <laughs> he does it like a few days of the week. Hikes to, runs to 14,000 feet. Heck no. <laughs> Heck no. Uh, because he's part of the association that keeps up with all the trails on the 14,000 footers in Colorado. So this is like what he does for fun. Goes out and runs. Fun. Yeah, runs a a 14,000 foot trail. But he said out there that people getting off the trail caused 35 years worth of damage to the environment. Wow. So take that for what it's worth around here. It's probably not that much. But you do run into erosion problems and, you know, the trails are maintained. When you get off those trails in unmaintained areas, you can cause problems, yeah. which goes back to leave no trace principles, mm-hmm. which we don't have time to get into because we didn't even get time to get into the hunting safety, which oh, we'll have to do next week, but we got backup guests and all for the next month and a half oh. before Christmas. So That'll be fun. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to get to in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be fun. Today was kind of fun. Kind of off just the wall. and I ho- yeah. Like I said, I hope y'all laugh with us or at us. It makes no difference. We're just here to have fun. And, yeah, we are. And, Get you outdoors. So anyway, <laughs> go out with traditional music. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera or the binoculars this time of the year. We'll see you back next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.